to the Money Mentors Podcast. Welcome to Money Mentors. I'm Laurel Stewart here with my husband, Taylor, and Jennifer Perry with us this weekend. And we're excited to have you join us. I know we're excited because to us in the Stewart household, September's a big month. Um, we're going to have a four-year-old at the end of this month, Aww. and we get to do all things fall, college football, <laughs> the leaves turning color. We have the apple orchard visits, so you can see we're excited. And you can't forget hunting season kicks off. Too. Right. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. big on my season. list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> college football hunting, that is fall. So. Yep. Opener was a couple days ago for you for waterfowl, so I know you've yeah. been chomping at the bit for that. Yeah, there's so much going on, and we got the release of pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks, too. I don't know, Laurel. I know you like to rush the seasons along because you like to get to Christmas. <laughs> but for me, it was like August and pumpkin spice latte didn't quite go together. Now that it's no. September, I'll, I'll make you an excuse for it. But <laughs> Right, I agree. Pumpkin spice to me is like a, a mid-September, definitely October and November kind of thing. Right, yeah. But so. I did see it as well. I'm like, it's August. To me, it's still summer. I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but then September, we're here. Here we are. And uh, it looks like as we head into fall here, guys, we're going to have a number of different financial headlines coming at us. We've already had quite a few over the last few weeks, including this one. It's been the subject of a lot of debate recently. My campaign for president, I made a commitment. I made a commitment that would provide student debt relief. And I'm honoring that commitment today. Using the authority Congress granted the Department of Education, we will forgive $10,000 in outstanding federal student loans. In addition, students who come from low-income families, which allowed them to qualify to receive a Pell Grant, will have their debt reduced $20,000. Both of these targeted actions are for families who need it the most. Working and middle-class people hit especially hard during the pandemic, making under $125,000 a year. If you make more than that, you don't qualify. All right. I've been waiting to get your opinions on this because uh, we have different <laughs> generations represented here on this show. How do you feel about this, Taylor and Laurel? I've got a lot of feelings about it. <laughs> um, I will first, start off with something positive. Okay. I do appreciate, right, as we talk about politicians, because we're not going to get into you know, the political side of it. We just like to come from an educational standpoint. And I am happy to hear somebody say, this is what I ran my campaign on, and this is what I'm going to see through. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. But also, I think that it makes it a bit sticky, which I think Taylor's going to get into, because there's some debt relief for some individuals in which they have to pay that away, but they don't get to see, they don't get to have that benefit. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people have taken care of that student loan debt. Right. They've worked really, really, really hard to get that paid off, and myself included in that. And it's almost a slap in the face to some that I've talked to, you know, well, am I going to get a refund then on the student loans that I did take off and responsibly mm -hmm. paid on my own? Yeah. And then my other take on this is that unfortunately, in my eyes, it creates more dependence on the federal government and kind of reckless spending. Well, I can just take out this, you know, these student loans. I'm not really sure what I want to go to college for or what I want to do, but I can take these student loans out and then I'm going to get them forgiven at the end of the day anyways. And that burden all falls 
falls onto us. So that student loan forgiveness, we now all have student loans because who's paying for that? Well, that's going to be us, the the American people. You know, and I understand that some people need the assistance, but I just have a really hard time with the broad sweep of a wand mm-hmm. to just wipe that away. You've got to take some personal responsibility if you take out a you know a loan for a car or a mortgage or anything else. A loan is you're going to have to pay that back, right? Right. So, are these really student loans at this point? And you know, we do multi generational planning here, and so there is some positive as well that this helps some parents who are worried about how their kids are going to deal with debt that they're taking on. But to go back to it, you know, what Taylor was talking about, we need to somehow as a government implement this type of training and teaching in schools so they understand what kind of debt is going to, you know, occur, what's available for them for grant relief and these types of things with those programs. And we don't see a lot of that, unfortunately. And so that's why we want to make sure we're having these conversations with our clients and getting them involved in planning for their kids and grandkids because we want to be that light at the end of the tunnel for them. And then on the flip side, where I struggle with it, if we have individuals who qualify for the $20,000 reduction or the $10,000, do they have iPhones, spending money at Starbucks or something similar or subscription services? Mm -hmm. So that's the the yin and the yang, I guess. Yeah, it comes back to personal responsibility and you having to run that budget and know, hey, you know, maybe I should cancel one of my eight different subscriptions for TV shows, or maybe I shouldn't get that $6 Starbucks drink every day before I go to class. And it just, in my eyes, it can help you know, people for sure, but it doesn't really address the larger issue, which is the cost of education to begin with, right? right? I think that's the biggest subject out of this entire situation is, well, great, we're going to get the student loan forgiveness, but what's that going to do to universities in the pricing of tuition? That doesn't change that one bit, yeah. right? So working with universities and maybe putting caps on tuition or bringing the overall cost of education down so it's attainable. You might have people out there that didn't go to college because they just just simply couldn't afford it. Very brilliant-minded people out there that should have that assistance. Yeah, I think you might have read one of the same reports that I did this week, Taylor, because (laughs) I thought it was well thought out here. Yeah, why aren't we controlling the cost of college so that it's accessible for more people and you're not paying the same for your four-year education as you are maybe the house that you're paying off over 20 or 30 years? I mean, it is uh, just kind of out of control here. But I saw another report in Bloomberg which says this could actually send inflation higher. And obviously, inflation is making headlines here, too. When it comes to efforts to control it, though, even the Fed chief admits this. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. Now, Jerome Powell's comments in Jackson Hole last week sparked quite a bit of selling on Wall Street, but how can we avoid the kind of pain he's talking about here? That's a great question. And and going back to the education piece, it's absolutely not going to help reduce inflation. If anything, it's going to, you know, ramp it up or or keep it where it's at. You know, when it comes to if we're talking about retirement planning or getting ready for retirement, it does bring on a lot of questions and really leans towards, hey, you need to sit down and meet with that trusted advisor, that fiduciary financial advisor and come up with a plan. And higher interest rates can be good for retirees because your safer assets are starting to yield 
yield. Unfortunately, right now, the bond market with the interest rates going up so fast, the overall bond market is negative for the year. And it's going to take some time to settle out. But we're seeing things like fixed annuity rates start to rise, CDs, your safer asset classes that you know your retirees are more comfortable investing in. They're starting to actually yield something, but it can also obviously affect the rest of the market. You know, we've got these interest rates going up, but we've seen equity values drop down and bond market going down. So where do we go? That's where it's really important to sit down and have that conversation with that financial advisor and come up with a really well-rounded, diversified plan, going through the enhanced planning process and not focusing just solely on your investment assets as well. Looking at things like social security, when should I take that? How should we optimize that for me and my spouse? And especially taxes and taxes based on the spending bills. And I think we, we said this for a long time, are only going one way and it's not down, yeah. right? So making Boo. sure that, yeah, right. <laughs> making sure that you start that tax planning process for your future retirement years is just as important as how your assets are performing in, in the volatile markets that we're seeing. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.